This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, we know that that you tune in and that you listen to not only our every word, but our every thought. We come to you today, Lord, and we ask that you would make us truly honorable people. And through that, that your brilliance and your glory would shine. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Well, today, as Pastor Ben mentioned, we're going to be continuing our series, Top 10 Ways to Live a Better Life. And this series really is all about the Ten Commandments. So far, we've been looking at those commandments that deal with our relationship with God. So, for example, we talked about how God came to us and said, you shall have no other gods. He did that, said that, gave that commandment to us because he loves us. He wants the best for us. He doesn't want us to be disappointed, and so he doesn't want us to put our trust uh, in someone or something other than him because he never fails. And so in compassion and in love for you and me, God just comes to us and says, you should have no other gods before me. Then last week, Pastor Ben shared with us that, that message on rest and how in our busy society, our busy culture, we need rest. We need rest, not just physical rest too. We need mental, emotional, and spiritual rest. And so Pastor Ben shared with us that passage where Jesus invites you and me, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And today, we're going to turn the page, and we're going to start to look at those commandments that deal with our relationship with other people. And we're going to be looking at the fourth commandment. And and like Pastor Ben said, it's all about honoring your father and mother. And I want you to know, I wish, I really wish I would have realized that his parents were going to be here today, right now, because they could have so much fun, right? (laughs) But here's the thing, honor your father and mother. I bet if I had to ask, and I'm not going to a show of hands, that, that most of our young people here today are going, oh man, I wish I weren't here, right? And, and for the parents, I know, I can see already, you're already smiling. Huh? You're, you're eyeing up your kids, you're elbowing them. Some of you are texting your children, you know, hey, you got to check out the message. Go to victoryofthelamb.com, you got to hear it, right? Well, Let's go ahead and jump in and see another way to live a better life. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. God says, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. 
Now understand, as, as we see these words, come into contact with these words, God's not only talking about our child-parent relationship, but he's actually talking about all of our relationships that deal with people who are in authority over us. Okay? So it's not just child and parent, it's also our, our bosses, it's also our, our teachers, our government, and even the church. Okay? But today, for the most part, we are going to talk about that child-parent relationship. Here's how the typical child-parent relationship progresses, okay? At age four, the child says, my parents can do anything. Age eight, there are only a couple of things my parents can't do. Age 13, my parents don't have a clue. Age 20, my parents don't understand anything. Age 25, I'm shocked. My parents came up with a good idea. Age 30, I wonder what mom and dad think I should do. Age 40, let's talk about it with our parents. Age 50, I wonder what mom and dad would have done. And age 55 and older, I wish I could talk it over with my parents. Some of you know what that's like, right? Know about all those phases. And for those of us who are, you know, at least like at age 13 and up, we, we all know what it's like to have the misfortune to grow up in a household of erring parents, right? And so we've come up with ways in which we justify ourselves not honoring our parents, right? I know better than they do. They don't understand. They're old-fashioned. They don't get it. And so instead of honoring our parents, what we'll do is we'll storm down the hallway. We'll curse at our parents, most likely under our breath, but not always. We'll slam the door. We'll hide things from our parents, to name a few. But when God gave us this commandment to honor our father and mother, God didn't say, honor your father and mother when you agree with them. He didn't say, honor your father and mother when it's convenient for you. He didn't say, honor your father and mother when they're right. He simply said, honor. The only time we are not to obey those who are in authority over us, the only time is when they ask us to go against God's word, okay? Honor. What is honor? In the Old Testament Hebrew, the word for honor comes from the exact same root word as the word for glory, as in the glory of God. 
Okay. And, and what that root word means then is that we are to give heaviness or there's a weightiness to that, to honor and glory. There's a weightiness there. So take, for example, uh, which call is going to receive more weight from you? you? Your phone rings, you look at it, and it's the name of someone you love, or you get the call and it says potential spam. Which one carries more weight? Which one can you not wait to listen to, right? Same kind, kind of you're at work, you get an email from your boss, the subject line is urgent. Does that carry more weight or does the email that comes from someone from work three or four rows down on the organizational chart and there's nothing in the subject line, right? We give more weight, we give more honor, we give more glory, now, keep in mind, too, that the God who gave us this commandment to honor our parents and those in authority over us, he's worthy of honor. He is worthy to listen to. For example, right, God created the whole world. No small feat. Okay? And he created the whole world out of nothing. Okay. I know that some of you are super amazing. You're very creative. You can make all kinds of things, build things, paint things, uh, use fabric, all kinds of really wonderful things. You're very creative, but you're creating something out of something that was already made. God made things out of nothing. There was nothing there. It was from scratch. That's a whole nother level. The God who gave us this commandment, remember how he introduced the commandments to the children of Israel there in Exodus chapter 20? He reminded them, remember, I brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Okay. The children of Israel did not lift a finger. They did not have a weapon. They didn't throw rocks or anything to defeat the Egyptians. They simply walked out of Egypt with all of the loot because God had fought the battle for them. God had won the victory for them. And for you and me too, right? God has fought our battle for us. We didn't lift a finger. Pastor Ben mentioned in, in the forgiveness of sins, Jesus says, it is finished. He defeated sin, death, and Satan, and we get the victory. We get the credit for that. It's ours, even though God did all the work. So we give glory and honor to God. There's a weightiness and there's honor and glory then to God. It's kind of like if you had a little bit of sawdust in your hand today outside, just kind of blow away, compared that with a gold brick, a 100-pound gold brick in your hand, okay? God is weighty in his words. And so the word honor, what is honor? Honor is giving weight to someone else, okay? Honor includes not only love, but also respect as well. As you know, there's a lot of disrespect going on in our world and in our lives, right? There's disrespect in media, social media, the parking lot at Target, mm -hmm. in the stores when there's a, a sale item, everybody's running toward it. 
There's disrespect between the political parties, sometimes between races. It's disrespect based on socioeconomic standards and the like. Respect is it's not a political issue. Uh, it's not a racial issue. It's not a financial issue. It's not a cultural issue. It's a heart issue. So honor is a heart issue. Let's see it in Jesus' life. Okay. So we go back and, and think about Jesus, his parents, his mom, and his stepdad, right? Mary and Joseph. Jesus knows what it's like to have erring parents. Okay. Mary and Joseph were all super nervous when the baby Jesus was born, just like every other parent. What do we do? How can we keep him from crying? What do we need to do? He just won't be quiet. I can't settle him down. When Jesus was a little older, Mary and Joseph were just like every other parent, watched him like a hawk, and he still fell down. And then there was that time when they went on vacation, right, to the really big city of Jerusalem for this big celebration. They made all these memories and everything. It was a wonderful time. And then Mary and Joseph took off from the big city without Jesus. They left him behind. They lost him. That's like you and I taking our pre-adolescent child to New York City, making all these memories, and then turning around and going home without them. Can you imagine that prayer? Mary and Joseph going to God. Mary goes, dear God. Uh... Need some help. And Joseph jumps in. Mary lost her son. Help. Amen. (laughs) Jesus knows what it's like to have imperfect parents. And yet he honored them. He honored God by honoring them. And by honoring them, understand he also honors us. Jesus also knows what it's like to have a government that's over him that's corrupt, that's imperfect, that will make laws to, you know, fit their own way of of life, to take the easy way out, to do what they want. Jesus knows what it's like to have a government that makes up all kinds of fake news and conspiracies. He knows what it's like to be under an unjust government. This government actually put him to death. And Isaiah 53 says, he was oppressed. Speaking of Jesus, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He honored the government. And in honoring the government, right, he was really honoring God, and again, honoring us. 
And you know what really amazes me? What really blows me away is that Jesus honors, loves, and respects me even when I don't deserve it. And the same is true for you. We don't deserve his honor, his love or respect. We're sinful. And yet he honors us, he loves us, he respects us and forgives us absolutely every time. Jesus shows us what honor is. Teaches us that honor is a matter of our character and not someone else's. So here are some ways, whether you're uh, age three to 93, that you can honor your parents. First one, forgive them. There are no perfect parents. All parents, all moms and dads have fallen short of the expectations of their child or children. All moms and dads have fallen short of their own expectations. All moms and dads have fallen short of the expectations of God. All parents have made unwise decisions, have created unrealistic expectations, have wounded their children. Forgive them, just as Jesus has forgiven you. Release the debt. Forgive them. Speak well of them. Speak well of them. We live in a time, again, where where our culture likes to, to, you know, it's almost like therapeutic to rip someone apart. Speak well of your parents. Esteem them privately and publicly. Seek their wisdom, especially when it comes to major decisions. Support them. Not only financially in their old age, but also physically. There's a Grimm's fairy tale that that goes like this. There's a a family, mom and dad, a little boy, and a grandfather. They all live together in the same house. And they all eat dinner together at the same table. And as they're eating dinner at that same table, the the grandfather is kind of shaky with his hands. And so he ends up spilling stuff out of his spoon or dropping things from his fork and it ends up on his shirt and, and in his lap. And the, and the parents were really concerned what kind of you know, representation that was giving for their son. They were really concerned if, you know, how was that gonna affect him if they saw all of that? What kind of role modeling was that? And so what they did in time was they moved the grandfather away from the dinner table to his own table in the corner. 
and as time went on, right, the, the grandfather became even more unstable to the degree that he, he really even couldn't use a spoon or fork to begin with. Parents were really concerned. How's that affecting our child? And so what they did is they, they took the silverware away from the grandfather and they made it the table with a little trough in it so that the grandfather would eat with his fingers and his hands. And if he dropped anything, it would just go into that trough. Then one day, the parents were outside, and as they walked by the shed, they could hear some rumbling in the shed, and, and they walked in, and they, and they saw their little boy with a saw and some wood and, and hammer and nails in his hands, and they thought, oh, this is cool. He's going to make something. I said, what are you going to make? And he said, I'm going to make a trough for you to eat out of when you get older. Hmm? Honor your parents. God honors them, and God honors you. And for parents, here's some ways that you can help your children honor you and others who are in authority. Be fulfilled in your relationship with God. In other words, understand you're already complete. You don't have to strive and improve yourself. You're already accepted. You're already deeply loved. You can tone it way, way down, okay? And so you can be calm and, and honorable even when the children are misbehaving. Right? Recognize your responsibility. God has placed those children into your care. They not only have a body, they not only have a mind, they have a soul that will last forever. Recognize your responsibility. Encourage your children. You know, for some of us, we really like this passage that's found in, in Zephaniah where it says that God delights over us with singing. Encourage your children. <laughs> Delight over them with singing. Love them. You know, just as God sets boundaries for us, set boundaries for them. Mm -hmm. Teach them the meaning not only of the word go, but also of the word no. Give them guidance and give them grace. Lead them to Jesus. Honor. Imagine what it would be like if we honored God by taking him at his word. Honor. Uh, imagine what it would be like if we understood that God honors us even though we don't deserve it. Honor. 
Imagine what it would be like in our relationships if we understood that honor is really about our character and not someone else's. Imagine what it would be like if we honored those people whom God has placed in authoritative positions over us. Honor. Honor God and honor all people. It's another way to live a better life. Let's pray. Lord God, forgive me for the times I did not honor my parents. For all the times I did not honor my parents. Forgive me for all the times I have not honored those in authority over me. Lord God, lead all of us to receive a, a new, renewed appreciation of your love in this that you honor us even though we are not worthy. Lord, your love has tipped the scale toward us. Fill us with this truth and help us by your grace and mercy to show the world a better way to live by honoring you and by honoring those you've placed in authority over us. We pray this in your name, Jesus, who honored us with your life, your death, your resurrection, your presence in our lives now, all of your promises, and our eternal home in heaven. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.